Hi guys, this is Anna Lakin with Enlightened Transitions, presented by Dillman Law Group. And with me today, I have Belinda Schlechter with Amada Senior Care. Belinda, it's so good to have you. Thank you, Anna. Good morning. Good morning. So I want to just jump right in to talking about what you do at Amada. But before we do, can we just kind of talk about your background? Because I think that makes you very different than other home care agencies around the Indianapolis area. Sure. I started my uh, professional uh, career as a clinical dietitian, and I worked in hospitals, clinics, and long-term care facilities. And what I found was I really developed a deep passion for helping patients. And there was really one specific example that still sticks with me today. I worked with a lot of patients who had diabetes and we had a farmer who was working out on his farm one day and he was burning some grasses and doing some different things. Throughout the day, he walked through some smoldering ashes. Oh gosh. When he went in to take his boots off that night, his feet had melted to the inside of his boots. Mm. Oh my gosh. It was horrific. He had such severe diabetic neuropathy that he couldn't even feel that <gasps> anything had happened. Oh my it was gosh. only because he couldn't get his boots off. Wow. We actually had him in the hospital for months and months, and it really affected me, and it actually inspired me to go back and get my PhD in cellular and molecular biology because I wanted to do something more for patients. Yeah. So after I got my PhD, I uh, was hired by Eli Lilly and Company, and I worked in primarily in diabetes for most of my 18 years there. Oh, wow. You were there for 18 years. I was there for 18 years. Yeah. So it was really rewarding because we got to work on truly life-changing medicines for people with diabetes. I had several different roles, but um, those were some of the most rewarding pieces that I did. But I always miss the direct patient interaction that I had had as a clinical dietitian. So when I got up to the stage where I could take the minimum retirement package, yeah. I did that <laughs> That's and great. started a modest senior care here in the greater Indianapolis area. Okay, so I know there's a lot of home care companies in the Indianapolis area. What made you, is Amada a franchise or what is it? Amada is a franchise. It was started in 2007 out in California. We have almost 150 locations across the United States right now. And we've been open here in the greater Indianapolis area for about two years. And what made you choose Amada? Like, I know when you're purchasing a franchise or looking into buying into a franchise, um, especially one that might be a market like this that's kind of saturated, how did you come to choose Amada? There are so many things that differentiate Amada from the other home care agencies, and it made it very appealing to us. So just to mention a few of the things, we do placement services. So what that means is when home is no longer the ideal environment, we will help a senior find the next place to move. Whether it's independent living, assisted living, or skilled nursing, we will help them find that place and there's no charge for that. That's incredible. And in addition, the thing that differentiates us probably the most is that we will help seniors 
identify, navigate, and obtain funding for their home care. No other home care agencies help with that. And that includes long-term care insurance. We're experts on that. We'll review the policies, go through it, explain it to families, and submit all of their claims. Wow. It's a huge relief of burden for the families. Yeah. And then for VA aid and attendance, we are also experts on that. And we do not charge for collecting all the documentation and submitting the application. We have partners that we work with, including Dillman, to get that submitted. And because it was so important to my husband, Kevin, and I to not have to charge veterans when they're in a place where they need care immediately and they don't have the funding. Right. We do that with no charge. We also have two other funding sources that are less traditional. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. One is converting a life insurance uh, policy. Oh, a lot of people don't know that they can even do that. Most people have no idea that they can use their life insurance policy while they're still living. And what's really great about that is a lot of the people who have these life insurance policies purchase them to cover their children. Well, their children are now 50 and 60 years old. Right. They don't really need to have that payout. Yeah. So it's a great way for the senior to convert their dollars to use it for home care. Right. And then... And honestly, we learned that 90% of life insurance policies are never paid out. Oh, wow. So it's a waste of all those years of investing in that if it goes unpaid. Yeah, seriously. And then a fourth funding option that we have is using the equity that people have in their homes. This isn't great, a perfect option for everyone. Right. But for the right person, yeah. it's a great way to pay for home care. And honestly, um, I think I will be recommending that to my parents. Oh, really? Because that's something, some equity that they have that they can use for their home care. And we are all adult children that don't need to be receiving an inheritance. And that way they can stay home as long as possible. Right. And everybody wants to stay at home. Nobody wants to really, like, leave their home to go and... um, I don't know, get acclimated somewhere else, receive care outside of the home. Those are things that are all really difficult for people. Um, We hear that every day. I really want to stay in my home as long as possible. And I think it's true for the majority of people out there. Right, right. So there are there other Amadas in the state of Indiana or is it just There's you? There's one other Amada in north central Indiana up in the Crown Point area. Oh, okay. Um, and what does Amada mean? Like, how did they come to that name? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, Amada, spelled A-M-A-D-A, is actually a Spanish term of endearment for the word beloved. So I think that's really cool because it kind of gives you an idea of the culture that we want to convey to both our clients as well as our caregivers. Right. So for those that maybe, I don't know, aren't consuming care yet or they haven't had a loved one that has had to consume care, can you describe what is in-home care and what's the difference between in-home care and in-home medical care or health care? Yeah, so there's a lot of confusion out there as to what's the difference between in-home care and home health. So I'm really glad you asked about that. Yeah. Home health is medical care, and it's covered by Medicare. 
and it involves sending a nurse or a therapist out to the home. So the nurse can be coming out to do wound care or injections or um, those types of things. The therapist can be PT, physical therapists, occupational therapists, speech therapists as well. And that is completely different than what we do, which we call in-home care, where we will come in and we'll do activities that are considered non-medical. We do bathing, dressing, medication reminders, companionship, transportation, meal preparation, laundry, lighthouse keeping, and toileting. And all of those things are just small things that people need help with and right. if they get that help it can really extend their stay at home right we did a focus group here at the law firm and it was a group of baby boomers who were talking about how they intend on consuming care as they age and as they need that care and a lot of them kept saying they were all caregivers once so everybody in this focus group was a caregiver once um, whether it was for a parent or another loved one um, and all they kept saying was, I felt so guilty because I wish I could have given mom a concierge service or a personal assistant. And it's so sad because that's what in-home care is. Like in-home care is just the opportunity to give your mom or your loved one or yourself the, the Cadillac of in-home care or care in general. Um, Absolutely. It's, it's that service that you get to have at home and it feels like a personal assistant or like i don't know it's different than feeling like you've lost all control and now that person's in a new space with all these new people i don't know i i think there's a lot of benefit to in-home care um, but something that you did tell me one time was how you are able to follow that person into whether it's assisted living or nursing home, um, not to provide the medical side of things, but the companionship side. Can you talk about the benefit of that? Yeah, so we actually cover the entire continuum of care, which again differentiates us from other home care agencies. Right. We typically start in an individual's private home. And then uh, we also follow a lot of people after they go to rehab. They may get discharged back home or they may at that point make the decision to move into independent living. We also will provide care for people in independent living, assisted living, skilled nursing, as well as palliative and hospice care. So we cover the entire continuum. If we go into a community where it's independent living, assisted living, or skilled, what we provide is care and services that go above and beyond what that community provides. So in independent living, they may get meals and things like that, but they may still need help with showering, bathing, transportation, some of those things. Right, and especially if they've like built a relationship with that in-home care provider, um, and then now is making the transition into independent living or whatever the setting may be. I think there's some security in having a familiar face. Definitely, definitely. And we can also help in assisted living and skilled. 
which most people would say, well, they're already getting coverage, but you don't get 24 hours a day coverage in assisted living. Some people need help during the night or the activity or the services that are being provided don't quite meet their needs. Right. Again, we provide, we fill in those gaps mm -hmm. above and beyond. We even have some clients in skilled nursing where they have 24 hour care. Right. But one example is a lady that we take care of who is a polio victim and she's in a wheelchair. Oh, wow. And her family found that she was losing weight and literally just sitting in her wheelchair in her room all day. Oh, my gosh. So they brought us in to get her out of her room, sit with her at mealtimes, encourage her to eat, and also take her around to the daily activities. And it's really seemed to, seems to be making a big difference. Yeah, I think socialization and... Um, is incredibly important. Studies show that socialization is incredibly important as we age, and yet naturally we isolate ourselves. Um, and so I think having some in-home care to help draw you out um, into those social settings is helpful. What about somebody who's at home and now has Amada in to provide care? Can you, is it only like you're here to help me with the dishes or my shower or whatever? Or is there some companionship that can happen? Can we go and like do things? Um, how does that work? Absolutely. We, um, companionship is, is actually a big component of the service that we provide. So we're happy to um, transport you to a movie, go along with you. Um, enjoy the movie, go to the library, go shopping, whatever things the senior love to do and can no longer do because they can't drive or they don't have someone to take them, right. we can help with that. And I think that makes a huge difference because then the senior knows they're not confined to their home. Right, right. I know my grandmother, when she was um, having some in-home care when she was here, um, her in-home care provider was her friend. Um, it wasn't like, uh, I don't know, it wasn't like a provider to a patient kind of a feel. Uh, she was excited when they would come over and they would play Skippo and hang out and that's what she wanted. Um, even just like, she couldn't really cook in the kitchen, but feeling like she was allowed to be in the kitchen and allowed to cook in the kitchen, even though she wasn't really doing yeah, much. choose the recipes and say right. like a little more of this seasoning or that. We really right. encourage our caregivers to find out what brings joy to our clients and partake in those activities with them. Whatever it is, cooking, right. puzzles, painting, gardening, yeah, any of those all things. types of things. So um, when you're meeting with families, what's the biggest hurdle or the question that people always ask that, I don't know, sometimes maybe they struggle to understand or overcome? What is that question or well, concern? There's probably a couple things. The number one thing I say I would say is the funding. So that's what I love about Amada is that we can help them find right, funding. Right, that makes sense. Um, but also, it seems like um, there's always a, a bit of guilt if there's a husband or wife or a family caretaker 
who yeah. wants to do everything yeah. for the senior and they physically and emotionally can no longer do it. I mean, right. if someone needs help during the night, they need to get sleep. So yeah. they, there's a little bit of guilt. So we really try and say, you know, you're going to be so much better of a caretaker, family member, friend, if you can get sleep, get some rest, and we can take some of the load off of you. Right. No, that's great. Um so some of the other things that you guys offer are is this like list of other things that people can um i guess lease or um own things like medication reminders machines and things can you talk about that yeah we have a personal emergency response system and it's a collection of tools called amata connect and it includes several things most people are familiar with the pendants that people wear around their necks where if they fall or they need assistance they can press a button it'll go to a call center and, and can call 911 we can also contact caregivers through that our system goes beyond that so we have the pendants that go around the neck but we also have a version that can be worn on the wrist seems like a lot of people especially men don't like wearing that pendant around the neck right but they can easily wear it on the wrist oh, that's nice. we also have one pendant that is an automatic fall pendant so if someone is a high fall risk and and they live alone and we're worried about them falling hitting their head breaking a bone and not being able to press the button because they've um, become unconscious that pendant will immediately signal um, sending emergency services because it senses the fall yeah it's the the impact of hitting the oh, floor okay that's neat and then um, other pieces of the amata connect system include sensors that can be put on the door so if we have someone who um, say an alzheimer's patient that we're worried about may get out of the house at right. a time when they're not supposed to, a signal can go off when the front door is open at an odd time. Oh, that's neat. And then we also have um, floor mats that can be put beside the bed. And when seniors who are a fall risk step onto the floor mat, it can alert someone else in the house that, hey, this person is getting up, rush over there and make sure they don't oh, fall good. when they're trying to move around during the night. That's good. We also have medication dispensers which are really cool and I think yeah. will be could be life-saving for people yeah because it only it dispenses the right medication at the right time but only at that time so seniors don't have to worry about overdosing or underdosing and there's even a version that will call your name and it'll say Anna it's time <laughs> for your 2 p.m. med and right. keep reminding you until they come and take it oh that's great that's really good I know I was so excited when you brought that sheet into our office about those services because I think when people are afraid to start having a person in their home um, a good place to start are these little small services that show you that accepting care is not the end of the world. If anything, it just makes your life that much easier and your quality of life that much better. And it's uh, a huge relief for families right, to know right. that there's that button and somebody's going to um, immediately answer the phone if they press it. Right. Um, I know something I thought of um, when you were talking was we haven't touched on the system that you use as a communication tool for the family 
aside from being uh, concerned about how much in-home care is going to cost, inviting a stranger into the house, um, in my mind, is that next level of fear for a lot of people. Very good point. And um, so can you talk about that system that you guys use? Yeah, and before I move on to that, I do just want to mention that Amata Connect can be used whether or not you're receiving our services, so you don't have to oh, be yes. receiving our care. So I wanted to just throw that in. So we have a family portal, and honestly, our families absolutely love this. When our caregivers go out for a shift, they, they have to clock in on their phone using GPS technology. They are not able to clock in or clock out without being at the address of the client. So that's very reassuring for right. people. And then it's recorded on our family portal, which caregiver came, what time they arrived, what time they, they left, and what activities and services did they provide during the shift. So this is great for family members who want to know what happened during the shift, but they don't want to be constantly calling and asking a confused, a potentially confused parent. Right. Did you get your medication reminder? Did they take you to your doctor appointment? Did you get your shopping done? Right. Did you get your bath today? It's all on the portal. That's great. And it's great for family members if they live just across town or even in a different state. They can yeah. constantly stay up to date on what's been done. Yeah, no, I think that's great. I think um, the GPS and the clocking in is really wonderful because so many people talk about they, um, you know, were supposed to have a caregiver come to their house today at noon and now it's three o'clock and nobody came. Um, and so for, for there to be no room for miscommunication, I think that's incredibly important. Um, so when we think about, um, I, the other question I thought of when you were talking earlier was what is the average cost of in-home care? Because I think nobody really is I don't know everybody's afraid to ask the question because they're afraid of the answer yeah and so what's the average cost of in-home care so our our um, pricing starts at $22 an hour so it depends on how many hours you get but the average um, new client will start with four hours a day three days a week and if that's at 22 22 to 25 dollars an hour mm -hmm. that would be about 300 dollars a week yeah no that's reasonable in my mind do you have a minimum hour requirement that people have to have per week per month or how's that work the only requirement we have is a four hour minimum per shift just because we found that it's very difficult to get caregivers to fill shifts that are less than four hours mm -hmm. because it's not worth the investment for them to drive over there, right. drive back home, and only be paid for two hours. Right. So we do that for our caregivers. No, that makes sense. What about when you're taking a person to their doctor's appointment? Do they need to have... Like, so if you're going to take my grandmother to the doctor's office, sorry, I bumped my mic. Um, if you're going to take my grandmother to the doctor's office and she doesn't have a vehicle, do, do they ride in the caregiver's vehicle or how's that work? So we can do it either way. Some people prefer to use their own vehicle because they have a special van, for example, that they want to use for transporting. 
or the, we can use the caregiver's vehicle. It's up to the client, oh, whichever nice. way they want to do it. That's cool. That's good. We we typically, well, we always ask if we are using the caregiver's vehicle that they have to have a folding wheelchair that we can put in the trunk. Right. If they need a wheelchair. If they need one. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so when you are providing care for a person some of the things that i know you guys focus on is making sure that let's say that person was recently hospitalized and now we're looking to prevent any sort of readmission which is a it's a lot of talk in the senior industry here in indianapolis anyways we're always trying to reduce that number um but um what are your uh, programs for hospital readmission and how you guys are keeping those numbers down yeah, and this, uh, we have a hospital readmission prevention program. It's a huge focus for us. And this is especially appealing to partners that we work with in terms of hospitals and rehabs because right. there are a lot of Medicare fines for people going back into the hospital within 30 days. Mm -hmm. And we also want to do it for the benefit of our senior clients. Right. So we, we focus on several things to prevent the senior from being readmitted to the hospital again within 30 days. We falls and not attending um, follow-up appointments are the two top reasons for people going back into the hospital in 30 days. Right. We can be by the client's side making sure they're not falling when they're up and around and we know they're gonna be moving. Right. Um, so we can help prevent those falls. We can be right there by their side, especially if they're weak coming home from a surgery or rehab. Yeah. We can also make sure that they're getting the meals they need for them make sure they're eating well we can make sure they're taking their medications which is another reason people end up back in the hospital we can also um, make sure that they're doing the exercises that they're supposed to be doing yeah it's not always comfortable to be doing those range of motion exercises and what what the pt uh, physical therapist is telling them to do right but this is where we're a great complement with home health because they'll go in maybe once or twice a week and they'll say, here's what I need you to be doing. Mm -hmm. Here's a sheet. These are the things you need to work on while I'm not here. We can fill in the gaps and encourage them to do those exercises and move around in the house as much as recommended so that they can heal faster and get better faster. Right. That's great. Well, and since your uh, caregivers are there, they can help them with like meal prep and things like that. And it's just so much better to have a, a good meal instead of like a Totino's pizza. <laughs> that's or a lot of people right. yeah, use what we used like to a, call the TV dinner. Yeah, a microwave yeah. meal. Um, and they're so high in sodium and things like that. And so you can just get yourself into a whole slew of problems. I know that like even just something as simple as dehydration um, can be the difference between in the hospital and not. Absolutely. Um, so having that person there, I think, makes all the difference in the world. And you don't have to, like, invest in all these different products. Like, there's this water bottle now that I can make ding from my phone to wherever you are to remind you to drink. But imagine if you have a person there who could just be like, hey, have you had your water today or whatever. That and actually bring it to you if you're having right, difficulty right. getting around. What if you left it in a different room? You don't know where it is. I think that's great. Um, so when you think about uh, what you do at Amada, can you tell me the intake process? So now 
I've decided I think we can afford this. I think this is something that my loved one needs and that maybe I need. Um, what happens next? What do I do? So either myself, I'll come out to meet with the client or um, Abigail Schlechter, who's our other client services advisor, will come to the home and we'll go through all of the information, figuring out what services or what um, activities of daily living they're called. Which ones do you need help with? Do you need help with toileting, dressing, bathing? Which ones? Right. Get that down. Get all the emergency and contact information. Take care of the contract and the payment, paperwork. Um, who do we want to be able to disclose information to, figuring all that out. Then we send our uh, client coordinator out and she meets with the client and the family and figures out exactly what you want to have done during the time that we're in the home. So it's a very extensive care plan that she puts together right. based on the medical history, the wants and needs, the, the schedule that we want to maintain and all of that. And it's actually very precise in terms of when you arrive at the home, you need to use this garage door code. When you go in, you need yeah. to wake the person. And yeah. so we try to be very, very thorough and specific because we want to have good continuity of care right so if you ha if we have someone who needs care seven days a week we can't just send the same person seven days so if we're sending two caregivers we want it to be very consistent yeah no that makes sense that's good okay. um there was something that just crossed my mind i'm sorry um it's like slipping my mind i'm sure it'll come to me shortly um, but why don't you kind of, um, oh, I know exactly what it is. I'm so sorry. So what's your service area? Who can you service? So that's what's really great about Amada as well. We have a huge service territory. We cover Marion County, all the surrounding counties, and actually two more to the south. Oh, so great. if someone is moving from, uh, home to a rehab to a community we can follow them wherever they go that's and great. that's very unlike the other home care agencies who typically will cover one county or a couple zip codes right right no i think that's great i think um just being able to follow that person because sometimes you know they might be going to get closer to their adult child. They might be downsizing. Absolutely, yeah. There's a lot of factors that can go you know, into that. Yeah, they've had a home in Greenwood for years, but now they're moving up to the north side to be closer to a son or daughter. Right. No, I think that's wonderful. Well, Belinda, um, if somebody's interested in your services, how could they reach you? So they can find us online at amadagreaterindianapolis.com. So it's A-M-A-D-A greaterindianapolis.com with no spaces or they can always call our office at 317-960-4171 we would love and we'd love to help them out that's great well i appreciate your time today belinda thank you so much for coming on the show thanks for inviting me this was really fun yeah and thank you all for listening you can find this podcast on spotify apple podcasts and all the other podcast platforms and we will talk to you guys next week